After graduating from college, a couple of friends and I decided to buy an old rundown house near a college campus and fix it up on the weekends in our spare time and then rent it out to college students. So I was on my way to becoming a slumlord. And my dad loves these kind of projects, so he would sometimes, without announcing himself, just show up on the weekends to help us out. So once, one day we were in the middle of repainting and putting some new tile down in the kitchen and my dad and I took a step back to admire the work and he said, you know, you can shine a turd all you want, but it's always going to be a turd. <laughs> and, and he was right. We could do all the cosmetic work we wanted, but it was never going to be a really nice house. It was a dump. Well, <clears throat> that's one way to live spiffing things up on the surface, a new paint job. But it's not what Jesus came to do. He came for a much deeper work. He said, I came to set the world on fire and how I wish it were already blazing. So He's not content with cosmetic work. He wants to see us on fire with the love of God. His love is too strong to pretend that things are okay when they're not. And that means he's willing to see us forfeit a superficial peace to attain a truer and deeper peace. He's willing to see our families divided, three against two and two against three, and hope that we can establish a more authentic unity in him. That's how Jesus loves us, and that's how he calls us to love others. Love means willing the good of another. Not their tranquility, but their good. And that's impossible without some turmoil along the way. So let me be as clear as possible. If you're not willing to embrace conflict, you're not going to be able to love the people around you in the deepest and fullest way. So how can we overcome our fear of conflict? First of all, we have to contemplate the good that we desire for them. The letter of the Hebrews says, For the sake of the joy that lay before him, Jesus endured the cross. For the sake of the joy. No one chooses suffering for its own sake, and neither do we enter into conflict for the sake of conflict. In the same way, you know, we, we don't just stir things up, but we want to bring about good in the life of another. You know, what enables a doctor to put a patient through a painful treatment? The hope of seeing that patient well. Unless he's a really perverse doctor. I, once I visited my sister in Micronesia and she took me past this hospital where she said the doctor was infamous for amputating everything. And he, right outside the hospital he had a little store where he sold prosthetic legs and arms and well, that's the case of a perverse doctor. But a good doctor is willing to put her patient through hell precisely to see her on her feet again, to see her working and smiling and happy or whatever the best possible outcome is. Well, if we're going to gather the courage to have a difficult conversation, we have to contemplate what we hope to attain by that, what that person could be. In the last couple of months, I was working with someone 
who I thought did a mediocre job on something. And I thought, I could just let it pass. That would be the easier thing. But then I thought, no, this person has the capacity to be a great leader. This person has what it takes to, to really influence people. And so I confronted him. And I said, hey, I think that that was mediocre. I think you could give more than that. So to have the courage to confront with love, we need to keep the end in mind. We need to remember why it's worth the discomfort. That's the first lesson. A second preparation for entering into conflict is being ready to surrender the secondary battles. Because as far as it's possible, the other person needs to know, and you yourself need to have the confidence that you're in it for the sake of love. Know that it's not a matter of getting your own way. So surrender the smaller battles, the ones that are a matter of preference or of indifference. If you're pushy about what movie to watch and what you're going to eat for dinner and what color to paint the kitchen, you lose the authority to fight for the more important things. You know, whether, whether you're going to raise your kids in the church or whether you're going to use natural family planning or it's going to seem like just another point on which you're fighting to get your own way. Look at the life of St. Paul. So no one was more ready to fight for the truth of the gospel than St. Paul. He wasn't ready to give an inch on that. In fact, he was willing to confront Peter publicly because he thought that his example was compromising the truth of the gospel. And yet Paul was so ready to concede every secondary matter. He says, to the Jews I became a Jew. To those outside the law, I became as one outside the law. To the weak, I became weak to win over the weak. I have become all things to all, to save at least some. So when we surrender our own preference consistently for the sake of love, we gain confidence ourselves and we gain authority in the eyes of others that we truly are seeking their good. That we're not stirring things up just to stir things up, just to be contentious. Much less just to get our own way, but we're truly seeking the good of the others. Finally, today's readings help us to overcome the fear that if we enter into conflict, especially with those whom we love most, we'll be left alone. And who can bear that? I know a young woman from a Muslim family who decided to enter the church just a couple of years ago. And when she did, her family completely disowned her. She has a precious little baby who, whom her parents have never met. Well, where does one gain the strength to make a decision like that? It said she's not alone. She's in the best of company. Rejection and misunderstanding has been the common lot of the prophets and the saints of every generation. It was the lot of Jeremiah. It was the lot of our Lord. Hebrews says in the, in the second reading today, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us persevere in running the race set before us. The saints surround us and He is with us. Most of all, when we risk for the sake of love and when we're rejected by others.
He's our rock, our fortress, and our shield. So we can risk other relationships because we can always find our shelter in Him. Well, let's ask the Lord for a greater love today. A love that's willing to risk our own comfort and even the comfort of another for the sake of their good.